Hey everyone, my name is Yaro and you're listening to the Embodied Business Podcast. I hope you're not too busy right now. I hope that you're looking forward to some real downtime this winter and recording this in the week before the solstice and this is really dark and cozy in Scotland right now. I am wrapping up a few things I really love doing and then I will switch my autoresponder on and just kind of swim in a sea of unstructured time for a couple of weeks and I'm not even going to try to think about next year or make plans or whatever. I'm just going to rest and I think from there, from that place, naturally some wishes and ideas will emerge and I'm really excited to see what they are. But today, before I um, go into my little cocoon, I wanted to share a really beautiful conversation I had with Liam Angelino. And I love this conversation because it really gets to the core of what we're talking about on this podcast so much, really untangling and unpacking these stories of what it means to be professional in air quotes or to make it or to appear successful online and to do what we're expected to do. I never tired of, you know, I never tire of um, asking different people about what this means to them. And I really love what Leanne shared with us. So I hope that this um, episode gives you a moment of like pausing and checking with yourself, looking back at the year and thinking about to what extent you've managed to stay true to yourself and what you need right now. And also just to encourage yourself to feel proud that you made it this far whatever that looked like for you, right? I think just staying in business, staying in the room, staying engaged with our practice is such a big, beautiful achievement. Just a few announcements from me. I am really looking forward to a business planning workshop on December 27th. So I'm kind of emerging very briefly from my hibernation for this one thing, which I'm very excited for. And I thought it's kind of in between, you know, Christmas and the new year. It's still a busy time for many people, but usually it slows down for me a little bit. And um, maybe that is a good time to get together. And my hope for this workshop is that we'll really do intuitive dreaming, lots of journaling, um, connecting with our bodies and each other, listening to stories, so that by the time January comes around, we're not getting caught up in productivity and diet culture but we're very clear on where we are and what we matter what we value right now I'd say that yeah it's free you can sign up I'll link to it in the show notes I'm offering free workshops every other month and so it's worth being on my newsletter because we'll hear about them otherwise I will be offering less web design work or less one-on-one work in general next year so I'm booking further into the future I'll just do um, a handful of um, websites, I think, and otherwise I'll really focus on the Embodied Business Community, which opens in March. Um, you can get on the waitlist if you like. It's all on my website. And the other exciting thing I have to share is that over in my other business, Creative Nature, um, I'm opening the Creative Nature coven to people. So I have grown my Patreon for the past four years. It's an aspect of my work that I really treasure so much. It's one of my favorite things to do. And since the pandemic hit, I've been offering creative space sessions and other kinds of programs over there. 
they're all available um, on a low-cost sliding scale. And uh, yeah, it's a beautiful group of people. So you can um, pledge $13 a month and then there's a higher and lower tiers as well. And then you get to join us. Uh, you will support my podcast and you can also come to twice monthly creative space sessions, which are really gentle. Everyone works on their own projects and we check in and we do a bit of magic. And then you also get access to a big archive of bodywork and recordings, meditations, playlists, tower spreads. And then there's the community space and Mighty Networks, which is pretty sweet and supportive. So if even if you know you're more of a business person um if you like my work and you want to tap into your creative side more and have a bit of accountability for that which i do believe is good for your business too then that might be something you want to check out okay gonna let you listen now thank you so much for being here Hi everyone, I'm so happy to have a really beautiful guest with me today. I'm sure we'll cover lots of different things from really finding your own path, letting go of the narratives of what success should look like, and lots of other beautiful things. Leanne Angelino is helping women really find their own path, and yeah, I'm excited to talk to her and to hear more about how the pandemic has changed her work and what she's seeing is kind of coming up for people at the moment. So Leanne, thank you so much for being here. I'm really excited to talk to you. Thank you, likewise. Yeah. Do you want to begin by telling us a little bit more about how, you know, what you're doing at the moment, how you came to do this work? Uh, yeah, sure. I, I'm currently a career coach and I work with early um, to mid-career professionals who, who feel like they need something that they want to change in their current work but they don't know where to start or how to start and uh, we mostly work on finding career clarity so really understanding who they are what they're looking for in their careers but also in their life in general and then seeing how that can translate to a job that fits them best and um, I think how I came to um, to coaching uh, in general is out of an interest for people and and in behavior change, something that always have interested me. And I started out as a health coach. Um, So that was more about uh, training and food food intake. But I transitioned into career coaching because I felt I could make more impact in people's lives by really talking about the aspect that is like, uh, making out, uh, making a greater part of your life, your work. It's where we spend most of our times. Uh, so that that's how I landed as a career coach. Um, yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Thank you so much. And I'm I'm seeing, you know, that just said I had to look at your website, which is so beautiful, and yeah. you're offering this work both yeah. in English and in yeah. Dutch. And I think you're also primarily working online. So I wonder, like, how the pandemic has changed the way you work. Had you always been online or have you moved to online sessions as the lockdowns hit or how did that came about? Um, I started uh, offline. So I started with in-person coaching, in-person workshops as well. And then the pandemic. So I was, I think I was in business for one year when the pandemic hit and I had to transition online and I had some resistance towards it because I had, 
the assumption that in-person work is more effective and more um, more valuable in a way, but I changed my mind on that. Um, and I made the transition online doing virtual coaching. And I um, experienced how it can be even more effective and also more efficient because people don't have to travel. Uh, I, I live in Wageningen. It's a very small city in the Netherlands. And um, going online enabled me to work with people throughout the Netherlands. And uh, this made me realize that I think uh, to think bigger uh, and I could also work across borders. So now I'm also, uh, that's why I changed my, uh, added a second language to my website that I could also work on a global level, which I'm currently doing. And it's so exciting to meet uh, people who I would have never been able to meet had I stay, stayed working uh, in person only. Yeah, I agree. Um, I think that's been like a journey for me too to wrap my head around how something that is in person translate. I used to run workshops in Brighton in person. I really loved them, and we used to like be in a small group and sit in a circle and journal together and light candles and stuff. And it was really sweet. But I'm also seeing the value now of people being able to stay in their own homes, not having to travel, um, being in their comfort zone in a way, and and then being able to in the work maybe even dive a little bit deeper because there's no distraction and you just focus on what's happening and being with the session so yeah cool that makes sense um i um so i know that you're you're working with people who are maybe not necessarily unhappy but they know they want to make some changes and i wonder in yourself as you've adjusted to this transition and kind of found your way and then you shifted within coaching what has helped you or what do you wish you had known sooner about finding your own path and, and knowing yourself, I guess, to, to decide what you wanted to do? Yeah, um, I think I grew up with a um, with valuing myself based on how society perceives certain traits, values, qualities. And I think we all do. Um, and something that I know now, uh, which I didn't know for a long time, is how society has it has certain qualities and and traits on a on its pedestal, like being confident and um, being intelligent, are all, all uh, highly praised qualities. And then all the other qualities and traits that like do not match this ideal picture uh, can really leave you feeling. Um, limited as if you're as uh, if if you possess those traits that you're that those are limitations or maybe even weaknesses that need to be fixed and with that realization it it really helped me to be more open-minded and value my own personality uh, yeah well my own uniqueness uh, in a way and also helped me to uh, make choices accordingly so make choices career-wise but also in my life in general that better fit my personality and what works for me and what inspires me um, so I think that's that has been one of the main realizations that really uh, was a change uh, changed my perspective on how I do things and the choices that I make yeah um 
that's super interesting and I'm thinking about what is helping us along that path because it's so it's so difficult and scary in a way to first identify the pattern and and say yes you know this is what I've internalized from society about what I should be doing or what would be a valuable um you know quality or personality to have um and then for me it's been so important to surround myself with people who feel similar who ha who want to do things differently as well and I'm so excited about podcasting being one way of doing that and telling different stories and giving people a chance to hear from people um yeah just how because it's so hard to imagine what the future might look like if you don't identify with the dominant narrative right mm -hmm. <clears throat> yeah so I'm wondering as you're working with people what does that actually look like when someone comes to you and they're like I know there's something else there for me. I'm not quite happy with how things are right now. I imagine that many people are nervous about making changes and really finding their voice and feeling confident about the decisions that they're making. So what does it look like to sit down with a coach and, and talk that through? Um, in my coaching, I think everyone has their own approach to coaching. So specifically, the way that I coach is uh, really in a way that we just have the conversations where we're holding space for everything that comes up. So I really create a space of trust where people feel uh, safe enough to speak up um, about how they feel about things and their thoughts. And uh, because I'm really a structured person, I thrive on structure, I have a, a structured process. Um, and I don't think discovering your ideal career is a linear process, but I think there are three phases that we all like go through. And the first one is uh, identifying um, the problem and then um, it's more or less a problem analysis So really, some challenge comes up, but most of the times there's like a root cause that needs to be identified before we dive into the problem solving. And a lot of my clients come to me um, di directly wanting to dive into the problem solving and getting the strategies and the advice. So working with me really uh, starts with um, having this conversation around what are your what are your challenges and what is underneath that like this iceberg metaphor like there's a lot under the water going on probably that you may not be aware of uh, so that's that that's the first phase that we go through and then uh, the second phase is really about uh, looking back uh, and connecting the dots. So another thing that I noticed with a lot of clients is that we are, um, maybe it's also how we are raised in the educational system, but where most clients are often focused on the gaps. So what they don't have in place, what their weaknesses, and they want to like feel they need to build the confidence before, like you, may, uh, like you mentioned, make choices. And um, in the second phase, we really look at their life stories, the career stories. How did you get uh, where you are today and uh, what helped you along the way and what was uh, holding you back, maybe? Um, uh, everything along those lines uh, we discuss. And then from there, I look for emerging teams, the red threads, and see, um, uh, like I mentioned, connecting the dots and see... Uh, from there, like, what are your qualities that we can uh, draw from all the stories that you 
just uh, shared with me. And um, we then create this um, personal leadership plan, which is a framework that I um, uh, I was taught during my certification program. And it's very useful because it serves as a compass, not only for career choices, but also in life in general, again, because I'm really about this holistic approach. I find it difficult to only talk about careers because I think it's so tied in with your life in general. And then the third phase is really the planning and execution phase. So um, I also like to get strategic and have a, a create an action plan. What does this look like um, for your career? And how do you get how do you make your vision reality? And that's where I think because I uh, I heard you mention confidence, but I think it's more where courage comes in because often when you make a career change uh, or any changes in your life you you're not sure of any outcome so it's going to be uncomfortable in ways or fearful uh, and how to like move forwards despite the fear and not having to fix the fear away before you like are able to move forward so that's that's the process that's um uh, I'm going through with all my clients. Mm-hmm. That sounds beautiful and that makes a lot of sense. Thank you. I totally agree that if we wait to not feel any fear, it's likely never going to happen. And it's also so valuable to look back over our shoulder and ask where how we got to where we are now. Like I was working in, as a management assistant and HR manager in e-commerce companies in my in the first half of my 20s. And I was so it was not right for me at all but it was so important before moving forward and finding this different way of working to really ask myself what underlying beliefs or choices or structural issues have gotten me in that place in the first place basically so yeah that makes sense um so we're talking a lot and when I say we I'm, I kind of mean the media <laughs> but we are talking a lot about you know the change to working from home to more flexible working patterns lots of people have quit their job or lost their job in the pandemic and are really rethinking the way that they live and I wondered if you see any patterns in your clients of how things are landing for them and what's maybe shifting in terms of what's important to people right now? Uh, yeah, I think um, before the pandemic, we have, and currently we still have, a lot of barriers to just being. And what I mean with that is we have all these boxes we have to fit into, like what it means to be professional or not, uh, and systems that we have to adapt to. So in the workplace, the high work pressure has led to a lot of burnout uh, cases. And I think with the pandemic, the barriers are broken down uh, in a way because I think yeah, all systems that we had in place were not uh, working anymore uh, because of uh, all the uh, changes uh, that the pandemic caused. And um, the pattern, one of the main patterns that I'm noticing is that people are re-evaluating what it means to, what work is, means to them, and also what it means to be professional, because um, while working from home, we literally literally got to see people's uh, uh, inside of their homes. Uh, so 
they literally took something from their personal life into their work. And at first people, I know that clients felt uncomfortable with that because they were trying to like hide the mess because some women have children at home and uh, really try to hide hide the mess. And while we're longer in the, during the pandemic working ho at home, they felt more comfortable um, showing more of themselves. Uh, so I think that's been very helpful in just having this forced shift in a way um, to to experience what it is to be uh, to bring a bit more personal things uh, into work and experiencing that that is also um, it's not devaluing the work that you do. I mean, we can talk about life-work balance, but it, that's a whole other topic, I think. Uh, but yeah, I think that's one of the things that I'm noticing um, in my practice. Yeah, I'm noticing that too. That's really beautiful. Um, yeah. <clears throat> and um, I'm wondering, you know, like in, in the way that your own work unfolds now and you, you made changes yourself, what are your wishes for, for after the pandemic? the future what do you want to take away from this time um i hope that because the pandemic really forced us to slow down and i hope this is going to be more a practice that we take into uh life after the pandemic post-pandemic um because i know for me i think slowing down has uh, pre-pandemic already been a huge uh, different made a huge difference in my life slowing down and really tapping into what feels right for me and what do I value and what do I want to uh, achieve in life rather than chasing an ideal uh, picture that's presented to us so um, I hope that that is going to that people have experienced what the value is of slowing down and uh, that they're going to integrate that into their uh, daily lives. Yeah, I really wish that too. <laughs> really, um, and I also want to say, I think sometimes it's scary to slow down. And I, I see how some of us, including myself, really needed to be forced to slow down. I think 2020 has really allowed me a lot of internal time. You know, we see a lot of staying home and resting and being quiet and reflecting on the past two years but then I also had an accident in December last year that slowed me down even more and that really opened my eyes to my own resistance to it and how uncomfortable it's been at times to not be able to physically and emotionally move forward with things that I had been planning to do and that's been a great lesson to learn even it was difficult at times so yeah and and I think also even now, you know, we're recording this in October 2021, we're still in the pandemic. And everywhere around me, I see the sense of wanting to move forward and wanting to be over it now and like wanting to go back to normal life. But the time really isn't quite there yet. And we don't know what the winter is going to bring. And um, it is interesting having to sit with this discomfort of not knowing exactly, you know, what next year will be like. And still being quite slow in lots of ways and just being just being with that yeah mm. so <coughs> talking about you know work-life balance and how we show up I would also love to hear a little bit more about what your relationship to social media is like um well from a 
psychological perspective, because I, I tend to look at things from a meta view often. Um, I think it's very fascinating um, because the way it's set up, social media, any platform, it serves as a, a, a magnifying class for our human tendencies, uh, how I see it, uh, because all the picture perfect uh, images on Instagram really trigger the, those our tendency for comparison and um, competition in a way. And uh, the successes that are shared online can really trigger the not good enoughness feeling within us. And um, so I think that's very interesting. And uh, for me personally, I think how I came to relate to social media is just as another system or tool that we have to navigate to find our own way uh, in how to use it in a meaningful way that is meaningful to us and that may look different for everyone um, and also be intentional about how we or at least how I contribute to the platform and the narrative that I built with the content that I publish so um, I think it's it's really something that is part of our lives uh, and we have to focus on or sorry I, I keep talking about we but I'll keep it for myself I have to be focused on how I use it intentionally in a way that is meaningful for me um, yeah and that's been a process because yeah I'm I'm human too and I get triggered I still and then find ways um, uh, to be still and be with myself and see, okay, what do I need now? And uh, maybe unfollow certain people or change my behaviors on social media. Uh, so I think that's an ongoing uh, process, yeah. Yeah, same, same for me with media consumption in general. I check the news so often every day and it's often one of the first things I do in the morning and I really to pause sometimes and ask myself like what's that feeling inside of me and why do I have to rush to gather all this information about stuff that I can't always do much about anyway that's not to say that I don't want to be engaged and you know learn about causes that I care about but just the speed of of news cycles at the moment it's it's really a lot isn't it yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. So what are you like, how can people work with you if they feel they would like a space to talk really through what's been happening for them and where they're going next? What does that look like? And where can people find you as well? Um, well, I think the main place to find me is on my own website, because I use social media just to as a communication channel to uh, like announce a new blog post, for example. So I think my website is the best place to go because there are, I share my thoughts, I share um, strategic advice, I share, um, and there are also places on my website where you can just share your thoughts so we, have, we can have a conversation. Um, and I dedicated uh, one blog post or I will dedicate one blog post to this interview so people can go there. I'll send you uh, the link. Um, so people can go there and also read some additional readings that are related to what we discussed uh, today. That's wonderful. I love being able to send people some extra resources and things to check out. So thank you so much for talking to me and sharing so much. I'll link to your website in the show notes so 
people want to check check that out and it's been really just great to hear how things have been unfolding for you and how you support people so thank you so much thank you